Gone Girls podcast. We interview the people we like and try to get to the bottom of life. The Gone Girls podcast. The Gone Girls podcast show. You only live once, you know me. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gone Girls podcast. My name is Akara Savone. I'm Shauna Lane. And we are starting off the new year with... Dr. Steve. Oh, I thought we were going to say a whimper. Oh, we are. We're whispering because we're in a quiet room in his building and we're uncomfortable using our grown-up yeah, voices. It's really a quiet room. It's a pool room with a kitchen. Everyone's oh, being yeah. quiet, though. It feels and quiet. Welcome, Dr. Steve, to the podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. We just started. You guys are, these guys are so good. Such professionals. Just throwing in there. I had no idea that we're the warm up. Yeah, we, we get right to get it, right. Dr. We Steve. We don't usually do intro- introductions. We oh, just go. Let's do it. Happy New Year to you guys. Happy Thanks New for coming Year. to our yeah. common room here at LIC. <laughs> a lot of magic happens, you guys can tell. We wanted to start off the new year with a doctor. And a whimper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because we think that he would have a lot of really good advice for us. Well, and I know something. I'm going to take the microphone a little closer to me because I want to make sure everyone hears this. But this this doctor, I don't know what... I don't, oh, you're a radiologist. I yes. looked up what that meant. You're okay. welcome. Yes. Why don't and, we explain uh, it to our... Why don't we ask him and see what... Our, Oh, boy. There's other people in the common room. Multiple podcasts. (laughs) Competition. Okay, so a radiologist is someone who... um, Looks at pictures all day. Yes. Look at pictures of... uh, That's what she says. What did you say? What did you say? And look at pictures all day. I can explain. Yeah, 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 you explain. Yes, yes, yes. Art gallery. And I did look it up. And interesting enough, have you been watching that show, The OA, on Netflix? No. What's the OA? It doesn't matter. The original angel. It doesn't matter. Is it's it, just they talk about the. Is there a radiologist on that show? They talk about how the radiologist, the, the guy who invented R- Rodkin or whatever. William Rinkin. Yeah, yeah, that. He, um, he, but did he really, <laughs> they say that on that show that he killed his wife inventing the. Well, she, directly. She, she said her. her quote was like, I've seen my death. I think that was a quote around right. that. Right, so because she, did, she didn't die for several no, years. No, from radiation. No. Okay. I don't think so. I could be wrong. I, we'd have to look that up. No, she died from carcinoma. I looked it up. Radiation Carc- induced? Maybe it was yeah. x ray induced? Yeah, but she didn't die for like 50 years after he took the original x ray of her. I don't know. I think that we have to get the people to, we have to, get okay. people to check that out. So explain yeah. to everybody what it is that so, you so do. What what do, you do? So no one knows what a radiologist is. Yeah. Um, actually, in fact, my dad, I have a good dad story. Oh, so God. I told him my dad, you know, I was the first person in my family to become a doctor. And uh, what does I, your dad do? Just a he, he, he was a contractor and he had a restaurant. You know, he's a oh. Greek guy who had oh, a restaurant. Okay. You know, like a real Greek? shocking Greek yeah, yeah. Yeah, diner and okay. everything. <laughs> and and I, I came home and I decided, I was like, I know what I want to be when I grow up. You know, <laughs> when I was in med school, he's like, what is You're you know, talk a louder? Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, um, I want to be a radiologist. And he walked out of the room. How old are you? I was 24. I mean, this is I was in oh. med school. And he walked out and he had lit a cigarette. <laughs> and I go look at my mom. I'm like, why is dad so upset? And he comes back and he goes, all these years of school, you've done so well. And you're going to take pictures? <laughs> I thought I was going to be a radiologist tech, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a great yeah. career, don't get me wrong, but you don't go to med school for that. Uh, so a lot of people don't know what it is. What I do is basically I interpret imaging studies like MRIs and CAT scans and uh, x-rays. Okay. So a doctor has a question, they order a test, yeah. and then I read the test, I tell them what I think. So basically I'm a, a medical 
consultant. I, but I specialized. I work here locally at NYU. Been there for six and a half years, and I did some of my training there as well. Shout out to NYU. NYU. That's New York University. Yes, Langone Medical Center. Great place to work and and be a physician and uh, be a patient actually. And, um, and everyone should go there when you're feeling yes. sick. Yes, if you're sick on these on the east side of New York, you <laughs> or, the, or, or the west side. On the west side, I'm you, sure your insurance is good at NYU. <laughs> totally go there. We take everything at NYU. Um, <laughs> That's one of the things. Where it's a great place to work, and uh, but I actually do musculoskeletal things. So I look at muscles, bone injuries, joint injuries, like spine a, stuff. So sports, sports. So I do sports. Thing. I do tumors. I do all kinds of fun stuff. Oh. I wrote. I, I have a question. Yes. I, when I looked up radiology earlier today, um, besides the um, besides the thing about him killing his wife yeah. was. Um, have you ever taken an X-ray and found something completely unexpected, like an extra limb, like someone where you're like, "Oh my God, she has a little finger down there that you know," or or like a pair of scissors or something like that? So great question. Okay, so <laughs> I, I did. I have when I was a med student. I, I have done rotations. Well, Is this too close? No, oh, it's getting better. Yeah. Um, and I was uh, actually now I was in the emergency you know, room. The lines are really really big. Because we're really loud, but I, this might actually this work is, for us. This is so chill. <laughs> I'm so relaxed right now. These ladies are unbelievable. Um, but it, I, yoga I've seen certain things be inserted in places they're not supposed to be, which not which oh, is some, me too. Which are, <laughs> not. So, so um, it wasn't. It was a surprise to us, but not to the actual persons. They didn't know, like, how did that get there? And they wouldn't be honest with us. Um, in terms of extra limbs, I have seen an extra finger, but they know about it. But, like, you see a little piece of finger. But it happens. It just... But, like, you mean, like, people... What do you mean a little piece of finger? You like, see, like, on, like, an x-ray hand, you might see, like, an extra, like, like digit, right like, extra bone. Oh, yeah. Right oh, You've oh, seen it. Was, like, a gross but, thing. But they know about that. We're not usually the first people to tell them oh, that. Oh. So, but, but you, so, you're, so you're saying that people literally come in and have, like, a turkey baster in their butt, and they're like, oh, my God, I had no idea that was even there or how that got there. Well, the, the, this is guy years ago, but they'd be like, oh, my, you know, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm having some pain, and you do it like a screening. So what you do, and we've all seen a doctor, hopefully, out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you go in, and the doctor comes in, gets your history, mm-hmm. and then they do an exam. And then a lot of times they do imaging. That's where I come in. So they'll start with an X-ray, and usually if you're pelvic pain, they'll do a pelvic x-ray, and then boom, right in the middle, you see a, oh a flashlight, a fork, a spoon. <laughs> a fork, ouch. And then, uh, you know, we've actually seen, yeah, I haven't seen this, but I've seen this in books, animals. You've You're seen like, like hamster animals, the hamsters there too. But this has gone way off course. Do not, I don't, I do not normally <laughs> do that. go way off course on the podcast. But I do not, but it is possible, <laughs> and that's fine. It's okay, just be always be honest with your doctor. There's like certain people they say you have to be honest yeah. with. It's like your priest, your doctor, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's it. So, yeah. I mean, let's give a shout out to all those poor hamsters and other animals out there. Jeez. Was it something other than a hamster? I haven't seen that. Like a rabbit? I have not seen a rabbit. Can you imagine being like, oh, you just had no idea that you saw the rabbit got stuffed up there? I get there. I had a rabbit. I mean, no, I'm joking. So, okay, so what is the craziest (laughs) thing that you've seen in the pelvic examination? X-ray. Oh, you don't have to answer X-ray. this if you don't. Uh, I hope you come back on our podcast. This isn't all we talk about. <laughs> so it's funny. So this is like the fourth guest you've asked this question about. I see you guys have a niche. 
Um, all these radiologists with their pelvic x-rays. Yeah, um, I just keep interviewing radiologists after radiologists. Huge market. We need to get to the bottom of this. You guys are ranked fourth in all of podcasts for radiologists. It's amazing. Congratulations. We Medical to our <laughs> podcast listeners. <laughs> Congratulations! You should after this one. Yeah, um, you've given us incredible. I haven't seen. You know, yeah. we don't we don't see that much interesting stuff. Yeah. I mean, in terms of unfortunately for the type of patients that we see, usually it's they have you know arthritis or arthritis is probably the most common things. Fractures, depending on you know if you have any history of trauma, you know falls or anything like that. Emotional trauma uh, could lead to the. Trauma that we see, but no, just physical trauma, like falling, especially right. in New York with the ice. This mm. is a yeah. busy oh. season for us. A lot oh. of black ice out there, oh. people slipping and sliding and falling, unfortunately. I just think it would be super interesting. Like, I mean, all, all joking yeah. aside, I think looking at the body, I find it incredibly fascinating. Like the bones and stuff, I can see it being incredibly intriguing. Well, yeah, I've always liked anatomy. You know, anatomy was one of my favorite classes in med school. Me too. So I just know. didn't, I couldn't do, I couldn't go to for that long. Yeah, it's a I long like time. I like to learn, but like, it's yeah. just too much. That was the only thing holding Ankara back from being a doctor. <laughs> Can I do it in two years? <laughs> I liked anatomy. I should have been a doctor. <laughs> Medical for dummies. <laughs> Medical. I couldn't even think what else to say. It's okay. Yeah, actually, NYU is doing a three-year med school now, so maybe if you... I would you... have been a great doctor, Sean. Okay. I agree. Having known Ankara for like 10 years, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I, I call agree. him all the time with my medical issues. Well, actually, no, really. I tell, I tell Emilio, I'm like, Emilio, can you text He's Steve? Like, Emilio, does, that, does the audience know who Emilio is? Oh, they know. They haven't met. We're, we're building up the suspense. Oh, we're so going to have him like, on the last on, on like ever. Sweeps Pod. Like, you guys yeah. have like a Sweeps Week for podcasts. Oh That's when you bring in Emilio Savone. Yeah. What's Sweeps Week? That's like when you're trying to get the ratings up for a show, and so you do a really amazing show. Ooh. So it's Sweeps Week. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm into podcasts, as mm-hmm. you guys know. So like a lot of pod <laughs> hosts, they have, they keep one guest in the back just in case they need someone. And for you guys, it's Emilio. Yeah, it's Emilio. It's Emilio. <laughs> when I start my podcast, yeah. Emilio's going to be my backup, too. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. He should just be everybody's backup. He's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so yes. um, I first met you, well, the only other time I met you was at the 4th of July party. Emilio and Ankara had it there house mm-hmm. yeah and your wife so was hot. pregnant I guess with your first child yes right and you touched my wrist and the lump on my wrist healed yes you remember that you had a ganglion cyst on your wrist oh yeah you remember that I have a good memory oh my yeah. god that's why he's a doctor I do that's a common area getting a cyst on but your why wrist. did it heal do you have magic yeah, I, hands I had nothing to do with healing did you pop it like it you may have popped on you must have popped it by something no it's not like you took my hand and popped I would remember it that. It might have gone away on its own. You just went like that and touched, but my neck has been bothering me, and I was wondering if you could just <laughs> touch my neck. The healing hand. <laughs> Look, Are it's you better something, now? Something right here. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Well, you're pointing to your muscles. A lot of the back pain that we have, whether it's lower back or upper neck, is uh, is actually muscle-related. So mm. so it's whether you strain it. So a common thing with people using phones iPads is they kind of bend their necks a lot or even sit in a computer. So that's actually a common condition. I've seen it described as like phone neck or something, something along those lines. So it's just all about posture. Yeah. So when you're sitting down, if you we all use our phones a ton. We understand that. Can you but just raise your hand around my sure, neck? Sure, of course. Yeah. Like that? Yeah. Is that okay. better? Uh, uh, we'll see. Okay. This Get back good. to We're me in like six it, weeks. I think, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Do I owe you like $25 or something? No, no, this is all free of charge. As as long as you get better. That's the most important thing. (laughs) A real good doctor. Yes, we do it for the people. That's great. Okay, thanks. Um, Do you need anything healed, Ankara? Mm, No, I'll text you when I do, though. (laughs) I'm getting that text. I I decided that if I just 
wear workout clothes, that's why I'm wearing this, that I will eventually start working out more. So from now on, but they're so comfortable that it just allows me to eat more yes. stuff. So I don't know if it's really that's working. That's why you're wearing that outfit. So yeah. hopefully you'll, it'll this kick in. This is my in. Keith Richards band that he <laughs> threw away and I took. Oh, really? He gave to me. That's oh fun. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah, isn't that cool? He tried it on, he didn't like it. So Have you ever taken it. an x-ray of yourself? No. Is that a hard thing to do? Well, I wouldn't do it myself. I, a technologist, but I, wouldn't, I haven't really needed one. Knock on wood. Oh yeah, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Hopefully not. Or I, I I've only had scan. X-rays on my teeth, which I was shocked by how far up there my teeth go. Yeah. That was kind of blew my mind. I know it's crazy, right? Yeah. That's how they stay in? I have no idea. You, you have yeah. no idea. I have no idea about dental stuff. Oh, oh I know. I know a lot about dental stuff. My sister's yeah. a dentist. Oh yeah, I know a little bit about everything. Yeah. I kind of know it all, but then I don't mm. really know it all. Hmm. Mm. Is that a shocker? Is that a shocker? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you know a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So should we um, uh, go to our our list of questions? Yeah. This yeah. Is, this is your show. You guys do whatever you want. Okay. Whatever you want. Did you have a nice New Year's Eve, New Year's Day? We did. We uh, it was very exciting. We are at home, so we made like a nice dinner with the kids. Uh, yeah. We tried to stay up with my wife, but this is like the first year we did not stay up. Aww. You have the two kids. We have now? two. We have uh, Ariana, who's three, and Alexander, who's one. And Alexander's so a boy. Cute. He's a boy. Aww. Yeah, three. Does he look more. like you? Uh, Sort of. He looks kind of... I think both our kids are a mix of both my wife, Lena, and myself. Aww. So it's fun. Yeah, so we had a good time. New Year's Day was fun, too. Um, yeah, it was good. We, we, holidays are fun. Yeah. For sure. Right, with the kids yep. being little. Okay. So, um, well, you just did tell us a bit about yourself. Um, but what, so what... But I have a question now. What oh, made great. you get into radiology? Like, what... Because you were in school, and you're like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I liked... You know why? Because you have to know a lot about everything. And uh, you have to know about every... You know, now I specialize, but even before that, you had to know about every system in the body. You get to work with almost every doctor. And I think as a... I do consider myself like a consultant. You consult mm-hmm. with every doctor in the hospital. And it's, so it's cool, and the imaging... Like teamwork. It's, yeah, it's, it is it definitely... I mean, radiology in general, we really are a team. We all work together. Together. And uh, and ultimately, I could definitely say that at NYU, we we what we want is the best care possible for our patients. We all do work together, so that's why I went into radiology. You kind of get to know a lot, and you help other doctors and other patients. That's nice. Yeah. When's your birthday? March twenty second. What does that mean? You're a Taurus. I'm an Aries. Okay. Oh, Aries. I don't know what that means. That's the air. With the air, is that water? Aries is air. Aries is air, isn't it? I mean, I asked you a, a question about astrology that I can't really back up. With I thought you had something there for me. <laughs> no, right? I, I thought I did too. I don't even know. You're I both thought you were like, going to yeah, say you're a cancer, and I'd be like, ah, oh, you're a natural nurturer. I only know about cancer because that's what I am. So I, was, I, was, I, yeah, I, I do not know astrology. So um, how did you get into the comedy in the field that you work in? <laughs> so I've always had a passion for comedy. <laughs> uh, You're going to do 15 minutes, right, this year? Uh, that's the goal. You know, we all oh, have you do you speak, really want to get speak at conferences, right? Do I you do. you travel and speak? So it's funny. I have spoken, and actually one of the part of my job is I do lecture. So I do think, having been to you know different comedy clubs, including the New York Comedy Club, the best comedy club in New York, <laughs> especially the, since it's been taken over by Emilio Savone. For the record, just for the, the record, yes. um, <laughs> it's uh, it's the same thing, but I think comedians have been much harder. Uh, so I've been in watching them what they do, and I think they have a much harder job than what I do as a lecturer. Now, my lectures range between forty-five minutes and ten wow. minutes. 
uh, I have a pod, but I have you slides. You can do 45 minutes? Yeah, I can. <laughs> it's amazing. But we, we have props. We have like a PowerPoint slides mm-hmm. and we have cases. Mm-hmm. What a comedian does is, I, especially if a lot of people don't really prepare much, or they have kind of their jokes from, from speaking to comedians, actually reading uh, about comedians. Great book by Judd Apatow that came out in the last Stick year. In the head. Oh, so yeah, so it. Yeah, it's very good. I started right? reading it. Yeah, it's. And I got really sad because I was like, I'm sick in the head. <laughs> it's such a good book. You no, should it's finish so good. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really, it's so um, educational for if you're interested in comedy. I, any, or just anyone who wants to get good at what they do because the amount of work that a comedian has to do to be good at it. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't mm-hmm. realize. You think you just have to be naturally funny, but we all have naturally funny friends who yeah. are not comedians who, yeah. or they've gone on stage and they've bombed. Yeah. And I feel terrible for those That's comedians. Me. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm not going up there. I'm not even funny anyway. Anyway, so no, yeah. you're totally funny. Yeah, funny. yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. Totally. Okay, I want I want thirty minutes then. I'll go up there for <laughs> See, 30. now you're Got now it. you're being a comedian because yeah. that's it. Yeah. Like going more, from more, nothing more to, to thirty minutes. I want my nine thirty slot. Is that the <laughs> yeah, that's a good slot. Somebody yeah. thought. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, no, you're gonna get four fifteen. And I'll, yeah. you know, shout out to all the comedians who get four fifteen slots. <laughs> Got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. And you know how many comics would kill to get that four fifteen slot? <laughs> They'll do it. That's true. No, it's hard. I, I have mad respect for comedians. Yes. So you're you're not particularly interested in doing comedy or maybe some part of you is are you just you just a fan of comedy at this point i'm just a fan of comedy i don't know oh. if i ever have the uh... and he is naturally funny he was like the prankster in college right oh, i remember when i met you that day i remember you were funny yeah i can be funny yeah. Depends on the audience. The right, audience right. Who's there. No, and that is what's hard about comedy it's, is yeah. translating it to stage is truly it's, you know part of the craft that is can be incredibly difficult. What's really difficult is when you go up there and it's super easy and you're like, I am fucking hilarious. (laughs) Oh my God. And then you go up again and you're like, maybe not. Yeah. yeah. What just happened? Well, it's, you know, it's funny. I just, uh, so I'm I'm reading another book. Do you mind if I just talk about the books? Yeah, of course. So there's a great book by Tim Ferriss called Tools of the Titans. So what he does, Tim Ferriss, another podcaster, look at you guys, who does interviews, all kinds of people. What he does is he breaks down successful people. So he's, he's into the comedian section of this book now. Ooh, so it's Tools it's of the Tools of the Titans. I mean, it's a great book. I recommend it to everyone. I'm finishing it up now. So he's interviewed a couple of comedians. And I think Whitney Cummings, who oh, everyone knows, okay. very famous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she gave advice to, she's like, so if you had to give someone, if you had to train someone who's never done stand-up comedy, and I think in two weeks, or I forget the time period, mm-hmm. he asked her, what would you do? And how would you prepare that person? And her advice was that first day, get them on stage. Mm-hmm. You know, because part of it, at least initially, and you guys both know yeah. since you both perform regularly on stage, is, is becoming comfortable up there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that kind of experience mm-hmm. you only get from doing it. Right. So again, you can write down all the jokes. Yeah. And same way when well, sort of some, some of what I do, if I have like a, a lecture and I try a case or a certain slide that doesn't work, I can find out. Pretty soon, that's how comedian works, right? You mm-hmm. you try a couple jokes, yeah. see what sticks, yeah. see what doesn't stick. You keep the ones that stick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she explained it. I actually sent the text to Emilio. He, did. he didn't buy it, <laughs> but he is his own philosophy on unsuccessful comedians. We're just seeing everyone has their own opinions, but I think in their own process, yeah, yeah, in their own process yeah. too. But I think experience is good. That's what I think it's the hard part. You have to really have to go up there. And, right, and if you are a funny person naturally, the likelihood of you eventually being able to be funny on stage oh, is yeah. a lot greater. Yeah, but you still have to get comfortable up there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I think you have to get, you know, uh, what's a famous quote? It's Mike Tyson's trainers. Like you, everyone has a plan to the get hit. So it's kind of like <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, sure. you're a comedian. Like you have your jokes. Like this is going to kill. I'm right, talking to my cousin. Right. Yeah. And then you say the joke and no one laughs. Yeah. Right. And like, what do you do? You know, do you follow right. it up? Do you go to the next one? So, I mean, you got to think on your feet and that's the, yeah. well, what's tricky too is I, I found in comedy is that there's some jokes that more often than not work, but sometimes they just don't. Yeah. And, and really, you have to just sort of pretend like you didn't mean for that to be a joke and just keep it's going. It's part right. of, like, the setup. It's part <laughs> which of the whole is thing. Like, That's funny. Which really is, like, which I, I, I waitressed for a long time yeah. in comedy clubs, and I noticed that. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. They just keep going and act like it's that wasn't that, that, there, that wasn't a punchline, what? even though I know yeah. for a de- without a doubt, because I've been watching them for five years do that, works. that's their punchline. And it just doesn't work sometimes. Well, you have it's like running, right? If you, some people, if you trip, you're like, do you stop and look at your trip, or do you pretend you were running? But uh, that happens <laughs> to me too. Like, you know, if you give a presentation, I'm trying to like see how medicine, all the different ways medicine and comedy overlap. Um, yeah, yeah. Ooh, so I many, like this. so many ways. But you know, you try to be funnier at presentation, right? It invariably bops. But the times you get laughs in a presentation where you're not trying to be funny. Yeah. Case in point, I had a picture of a thumb injury. It's a common thumb injury. And it used to be called gamekeeper's thumb. Because uh, who used to get gamekeeper's thumb? And used to get it because back in the day in England when they used to hunt rabbits, after the rabbit would get injured, they would break the neck of the rabbit. And that movement that did it would hurt your thumb, so they called it Mm -hmm. gamekeeper's thumb. Mm -hmm. So I was describing that injury, and I had a picture of a fake rabbit on the screen. It was fake. It had a tag and everything. (laughs) So I showed the slide. I'm talking. I was very professional. You know, it was one of my first lectures in a big audience. I see all these smirks and laughs. Like, why are people laughing at me? I'm not trying to be funny. And I realized, I'm like, and I had explained myself. So I ended up being, I got the most laughs I've ever gotten out of a talk. (laughs) I mean, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, so they were laughing at the fake rabbit? They thought that I was actually showing a rabbit die. (laughs) <laughs> Which is kind of weird why they were laughing in the first place. But they were like, you know, I, I got some lot of dirty looks in the audience from it. And I was like, no. And actually, the next time I gave a presentation, I actually had an arrow pointing to the fake tag. I'm like, this is fake. Right, right. This so you is were not, in on the joke. I, but that first time, I had no idea what was going so on. So the funny part is you trying to explain it. Yeah, I was like, no, oh, I got this no, from no, the no, internet. No. <laughs> it's a right, fake right, right. Anyway, so. I, I found that also that um, sometimes I don't understand why people are laughing at me. Like I've definitely found that in my regular life and on stage that I'll, I really have to go back and listen. And I'm like, why was that funny to them? Like I was just, I it was just an aside. So that is, um, I bought, um, I bought a website called, um, or the website name, I'm funny, whether I like it or not, dot com. Nice, go on. Yeah. When I bought it, the guy laughed. And I was like, okay, well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, we're getting somewhere. That's a good one. <laughs> Winning. Yes. Winning. Okay, where are you from? Uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Oh. Hmm. So uh, how was that for you? Oh, Baltimore <laughs> is a wonderful place to grow up. I'm a huge fan. I've been in New York now for 17 years. Wow. It's over. Oh. Uh, crazy, right? Wow. And uh, But Baltimore's still my If anyone asks where I'm from, I always say Baltimore. I love that place. Oh, 
okay. I've been, I was in the city for 17 years before I moved to Westchester a year ago. So I was here. Is this where, so this is where you went to medical school? I went to uh, school. So I came, I graduated in New York. I graduated. I went to college in Baltimore too. Decided to go to med school in New York. And I have not gone back. So I've, oh. I've been here. Yes, we graduated in 2000. So I went, went straight out with med school, residency, oh. fellowship, and then got a job. And Where did you go to medical school? Uh, New York Medical College in Westchester. Oh, yeah, oh right so Westchester. you're a fan of Westchester. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed my time there. Yep. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, you lived out there for a while, didn't you? I did. I, I spent there two years, my first two years of like book studies, and then I came into the city and, and did my two clinical years in Manhattan. Do you have wow. siblings? No, only child. Oh, you're an only child. That's interesting. Were your parents older? No. no. They just... They were just like, we can feel how magical this guy is and mm-hmm. how expensive his schooling's mm-hmm. going to be. <laughs> so we, we so don't need expensive. any other ones. <laughs> this is good. We're good. We're fine. <laughs> we're fine. We're good. Okay. good. Uh-uh. Yeah. So what they say psychologically when you're the um, <clears throat> when you're the only child, you're the oldest, the middle, and the youngest all put together. Do you feel like that? Uh, no. Let's see. How do I feel? Um, you are. Well, I don't know what a middle child's like. Like but my I, sister Deirdre. Oh, yeah. Deirdre. <laughs> Hi, Deirdre. Shout out to Deirdre. Shout yes, out shout to Deirdre. She always gives a shout out. Yeah. Love Deirdre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. Actually, she's hilarious and she is so bossy. <laughs> Yeah. No, the only child, I guess, is they say, so uh, you're, I guess you're the oldest, so you're kind of looked, a lot of responsibilities put on you, definitely as yeah. an only child. Yeah. But you're also the only kid, so you also get treated like a baby right. sometimes, mm-hmm. too. Right, right, right. So I, I could see that. So the middle child is also kind of the difficult one. I mean, I think they're the fixers and also difficult. You've probably been through all phases, right? Yeah, I think that's just life. Yes, I've, I've been right. difficult at times. I've tried to fix some stuff when I could. <laughs> I've failed multiple times, you know. Right, right. Okay. So um, what are some things that you find difficult in life? Bless you. Bless you. So courteous. Gone girls. Um, what? It's turn out 2017, right? <laughs> That's how we do here. Yeah. Um, so what is difficult in life? I think the hardest thing for all of us as we get older is we're getting more and more responsibilities. And back fat. Do you know that? And I think back fat is just going to happen to all of us. <laughs> That's too hard. I'm not even but gonna, why? Oh, why? I, I wish I could explain it. Um, it's just balancing everything. I think life is all about balance at this point and making sure, like, balancing between your family and, and you know, whether your own, you know, family, your kids, your significant others, your your parents, your jobs, your friends. So just a constant. It's it's the hardest part is just is trying to figure out what's the most important for you and mm-hmm. sticking to that. Sticking to it. Yeah, that, that's, that's that's difficult for all of us. Um, but that's you just constantly have to remind yourself what's important, and what's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely sticking to it. I mean, you must have felt that in medical school. I know. I mean, I, I mean, how many times do you want to give up? Oh <laughs> uh, no, no, you know, it's you just have to be. It's hard. I mean, anything that's worth it is challenging. I think we all have gone mm-hmm. through different yeah, things. Absolutely. And you just, as long as you kind of have what's important for you, you kind of have your goals, and you, when the times are tough, you look at those and you have the right supporting cast. Like for me, it was always, you know, my parents and my good friends from mm-hmm. college. Yeah. So there's always people I could always depend on. Is that, how, did you, how do you know Amelia? We went to college together, oh. and we were roommates together. In Maryland? In Maryland, at Loyola. Oh, I didn't no, at know. medical school. Emilio used to go to medical school, <laughs> but he dropped out. He's one of the ones that couldn't stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> so now he owns a comedy club. 
<laughs> if, he, if Emilio wanted to go to medical school, he could have done it and done very well. He would buy a medical really? school. Really? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh, oh my God. And he's, he's really smart. smart. <laughs> really? He's really smart. That was on Cara, not Shauna. She's on Cara. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's, it's, it's really important. And then as you get older, your wife becomes that person, your kids now. Mm-hmm. You know, you depend on things are, are, are tough. Are you, do you think you're going to have more kids? So personal. No, not me. I mean, ultimately, you know, it's how we, it, people ask that a lot. Oh, it's like, do. you know, it's like two, not enough. Um, not even married, married or with a dog. Kids, and when you have I one know, kid, right? Then what's next? Kid, what's next? Okay, that's what. I always say it's, a, it's in God's hands, number one. Oh, and good. number two is my wife's hands. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my <laughs> wife's the boss. <laughs> so we do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. Right. Good answer. Shout out to Lena. Lena. Lena Yeah, baby. Killing it in 2017. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, what's your greatest fear and why? Probably besides Lena. It's <laughs> oh, funny. You know, I, it's funny. Uh, that's it's a very good question. I think I don't have a greatest fear per se, but I do have just part of like life and experience through things. I think we have daily fears. Yeah. So it's not one. But mm-hmm. I think you get fear anytime you try something new or meeting a new person or trying something new at work or, you know, so that's kind of that, that's, I have daily fears in a way, yes. little ones, but not, I don't, nothing really dominates my, I'm not a big fan of fear. I think, I, I think fan, fear is actually a good thing. I don't necessarily think it's a yeah. bad thing. Oh, so you, maybe you, you would say a little piece of fear is a motivating factor in your life? So, so what is fear? So fear is a signal that our body gives us when we, you know, like, like, like happiness or sadness, right? So all these emotions just signal. So when you see someone you really like, right, mm-hmm. you see your significant other or, you know, you get happiness, hopefully. Yeah. And that signal means, okay, <laughs> that's okay. I should, why am I feeling this? Because I really like this person. Mm-hmm. The whole purpose of fear is it is to raise your awareness, to concentrate more. Mm-hmm. The problem with fear is that if it stops you from doing something, that's when people, you know, that's when people fail with fear. Right. So if you're really scared and you don't do something, mm-hmm. it should be the opposite. It's just increase your concentration that's interesting. when you're doing something. So I kind of frame things that way. So it's a challenge. Yeah. And it just makes me better. Hmm. Right, hopefully, I mean, that's the goal. But, you know, we all fail and we all get back up and try again. I feel like those are the two things that I'm, as I get older and clearly more mature, mm-hmm. that, um, is the sticking with things no matter what and the just getting up when I get punched, you know? Yeah, yeah getting back up fast. Just getting back up. Like, it's okay. That's just how life is. Like, yeah. we we fall down, we get punched, we That's get what shoved. we do as kids, but we don't, we don't know it. We're not aware of it. We just get up and keep going. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Well, failure is the best way to learn. Yeah. I mean, think about how many times you can read something in a book, but if you actually experienced it, mm-hmm. and that's, I'm telling you, personally, professionally, once you fail, you lose at something, that's what really sticks. So that's a, those have been my best lessons, lessons in life. Lessons in life, yeah. Do you meditate? I, uh, it's something that I've read about. And then I've uh, he's just really smart and he gets it. So he gets the no, no. I, Are you one of those well-adjusted people? Because this is fascinating to me. I don't even know what to do. with Shout this out girl. to Lena. She can answer that question. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're gonna have Lena on the next one. Lena should be next. No, I think you know mindfulness. I think is really important. Like uh-huh. being in the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know if I necessarily I take like thirty minutes twice a day, like it's suggested. But I think it's important to focus on today, right? And not on the present. past, sure. I mean, or not in the future. 
You know, I think that's really important. So is it safe to say you had a good childhood? <laughs> I had a son. doctor. I had a great, no, I had, a, you know, it's, it's a great question. I had a wonderful childhood. I had gr- two great parents and a great grandmother who was basically a third parent right. to me. And, oh, uh, that's a lot of parents. It was great. He needed, I mean, a great support. And uh, I was very fortunate. I grew up with a lot of love, a lot of support. Tough parents. Oh did they cook a lot? They did. Oh my god, I love Greek food. I love Greek so food too. Good. Yeah. I can't cook, but I love. You can't I cook. cannot. We order really Fasolada. well. Fasolada. How do you know Fasolada? Because I had a Greek boyfriend, and my best friend in Connecticut is Greek. Oh really? And yeah, their mom used to make us food all the time. I was going to say you know, the question is: so Fasolio? What part of Greece is was where your friends oh, from? I don't, I don't remember. Because Fasolada. But she was on, you know, off the boat, straight off the boat. Yeah, the mom. No, yeah. Fasolada we used to have growing she up. Had a little Bec- garden. Oh, and you have to do your gardens, yeah, attend to it. Yeah. yeah. Do you have figs? They have figs in the garden. No, I don't think she had I'm figs. Sorry, no. It's like super Greek. Uh, you know what? They didn't. She didn't make a lot of fig stuff. I was just wondering. I just, just maybe, a question. Maybe figs don't grow in Connecticut. Uh, they probably do. I, I don't know. It's a great question. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Let's, let's ask Emilio next yeah. time we see him. Do uh, figs grow? Because his dad has a really nice garden. His dad has a huge garden. Italians. He has like, a vine- he has like everything. And his tomatoes. Mm. And I love zucchini, Garlic. Mm. Yeah, gardens are good. Yeah. Oh, yep. Okay, um, <clears throat> what's your greatest fear and why? We covered that. Uh, have you conquered any fears? Um, I think any time, well, kind of, any time you go to a stage the first time. So for me, what I do, like that first time I'm lecturing in front of 200, 300 people, I think that's, I don't care. You're going to be scared even how good you are at speaking. Yeah, yeah. So the first time you go up there, so my first conference I'll never forget you go up there and like I kind of you kind of at least I like black out for the first like five seconds yeah. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> nervous <laughs> and I catch myself like 10 minutes okay this is not that bad I've not embarrassed <laughs> like myself yet like, <gasps> okay, just like I just please let this mouse work and it click <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all powerful yeah, so, depend on it. but then after that so that I mean that once you do that once twice and mm-hmm. it's, it's still you know you still get nervous still get stressed again similar to a comedian I'm sure mm-hmm. you know get a little stressed right before you hit that stage oh, yeah. even if you know your, your routine you know and you know it's gonna be a good crowd your friends in there yada yada yeah. it's still a little bit nervous I think that makes you better yep so I try to I try to okay yeah. right on Totally. So interesting. I know. So do you have jokes ready to go when you're doing a lecture? Like no. you must have some. You don't. I never try to be funny. You rip. Oh. I never. Yeah, because it, it always fails. Oh, it's oh, that's so tries. funny. And and that is actually what happens on stage when yeah. you try really hard to yeah. be funny. It Not is funny so painful. It's just so painful. It's just like. Especially I found because you're, you're like trying so hard. Yeah, like, right. right. I was gonna say if you're a quirky person at all, yeah. I feel like pushing in that area is. So painful because it's know. so jarring to people that they're natural. like, they're yeah. like, just get your energy away from me. I yeah. just can't handle yeah, it. I can't do it. No. Yeah. Oh. So, but do you still you still get the laughs though? Depends. Depends on the lecture. Depends on the crowd. Interesting. Yeah, it depends. All right. Um, my brother does a lot of lecturing. Also, I don't know. I just felt I had to throw that in there, like, you know, because I'm not smart, but he is. So I feel like vicariously, I live through him. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. If I had siblings, I could 
Maybe oh. you could say that. Well, you I don't. Rub it in. He doesn't have any siblings. Just, oh, it's the second time. Oh my god! <laughs> Such a bitch. <laughs> what I'm trying to work on in 2017, I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> oh my god. It's only the second date. Okay. <laughs> all right. So that, that's all our Those questions. Are there are questions, but we do have. Um, we have a script. So. Okay. So, do, how do you feel about acting? How do you feel about having really, your acting debut? Really good I, at acting. I've been looking forward to my acting debut, and I'm glad it's going to be on the Gone Girls okay. podcast. Oh, oh. Am I acting? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You're acting. So you guys are serious. Uncart, yeah, yeah. Uncar told you about it. Uh, briefly. Well, I br- I sent the email. Yeah. So it's not. It's like a script part. Okay. Um, I figure you can be the uh, the rollerblading instructor. Okay. And uh, you can be Lance. No, I should be the rollerblading yeah. oh, instructor, and he should be Lance. Okay, here. Lance is a boy. Is that okay? okay? That's fine. Ooh. Do I get any say? Am I Lance? Yeah, do <laughs> Where's my motivation? Where am I coming from? Where am I going with Lance? Give me um, the background on Lance. Yeah, he is, it seems like he might be um, emotionally abused a little bit by his wife. <laughs> that was Sorry. so cute, <laughs> Okay, so, so Lance... That's okay. Let's just start marker. Okay. Um, so what were you saying about Lance? I just want to know, Lance, he's, he's going through some rough times? Yeah, I think it's fair to say he's kind of a pussy. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Lance. Well, you know, he was just created today, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote the script, I didn't know where it was going, and it kind of just went where it I went. I read pussy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay. let's start. External morning in Central Park entrance. Good morning, class, and welcome to Rollerblading Boot Camp 101. 101? What do you mean, 101? Shut up, Lance. You know what it means. Uh, no, I don't, Brittany. You don't even know me. Yes, I do. You're just trying to get out of this, but you need to get back in shape. So shut up and listen to the instructor already. Okay, everyone. Welcome again to Rollerblading Boot Camp 101, which is just the first step to helping you get back into shape in 2017. Are you all ready to start? <clears throat> I have a question. Yes. What's your What's your name? Lance. Okay, Lance. What's your question? Here we go. Honestly, do you think I'm fat? Um, what? Do you think I'm fat? You are the dumbest person I know. Don't answer that question. We all know he's fat. Well, you think I'm fat, dear. I want to know if a professional thinks I'm fat. So, Mr. Bootcamp... Am I fat? Um, I think that everyone needs to continue to take care of their health as they get older. And coming here to Rollerblade is a great first step. Yeah, but don't you have one of those fancy machines that tells you if you're fat, like kind of pinches your skin? A BMI measurer? Yeah, that, that will tell me if I'm fat or not and really need to be here. <laughs> Jesus, Lance. Wasn't that Christmas picture enough for you? You look like a whale. Well, my mom thinks I look fantastic and great. Of course she does. She's your mother. She never is going to tell you the truth. Don't put your mommy issues on me, Britt. I'm not the one who doesn't even talk to their mom. She's embarrassed to be around you because you're so fat. Okay, everyone. We are going to start with some light stretching before we put on our roller blade. Arms up and up and up. And all the way up and breathe. Great. Now reach down and down and down to your toes and relax. Good. Let's take it to the ground and do butterfly. Brittany's really good at butterfly, right, Brittany? For the last time, Lance, you are my brother. 
Stop accusing me of stuff that shouldn't bother you. You're so gross. That's not what you said last night. Now we're going to strap into our rollerblades. I'm not strapping into anything, Lance. I came to rollerblade with you because you asked me because you need a workout partner. And now I'm done. Um, Brittany walks off. Is she okay? Yeah, she'll be fine. We were assigned to do a role play by our therapist. I think this was exactly what she needed. I'll them know you the money. (laughs) (laughs) And see. That was fun. It's always fun to hear it come to life. Poor Lance. I know. Poor Lance. God, right? It's okay. You did good. Thank you. Uh, Your strong version of Lance is excellent. Lance needed to be dominated, you guys. Oh, so. <laughs> oh, oh we have the mailbag questions. I forgot to get them out. Oh, yeah, we're starting to get questions in our emails from uh, listeners. Oh. So we want to add this section <laughs> to our podcast. <laughs> oh. Oh. I saw him watching me as I rifled through my bag. Wait, what's like, in the bag? Oh, it's in your InStyle magazine? Oh, yeah. They're, they're, Deirdre they're, gave it to me. No, I mean, like, uh, people are writing an in-style questions oh, yes. to the Gone Girls. Yes, they are. Those are so big. That's a big in-style magazine. Huge. Okay, so this first question is from <clears throat> John in Lebanon. Oh, Lebanon. Dear Gone Girls. Hey, Lebanon. Happy New Year. I love your show and can't wait to hear more. A question for the two of you. How do you feel about... New Year's resolutions. Do you have any? Mine is to own up to my farts and stop blaming them on the dog. Dave from Dubuque. Oh, oops. Oh, I'm sorry. That's that's what, what? That was from Dave from Dubuque. <laughs> um, I don't know what's happening, but as far as New Year's resolutions, I made a little mistake. That was from Dave from Dubuque. <laughs> uh, how do I feel about New Year's resolutions? Well. Um, I think they're stupid, but then I think it's a good opportunity to like start new whenever it happens. So it's, I like them, but I don't have to stick by them. I think it's a good reason, like, since everyone's on like a health train or like wants to be better, I'm like, why not? This is an opportunity to do better. I posted on Facebook today, I was like, hey, Anybody gonna be losing weight? Can you like take me for the ride with you? And a bunch of people reached out and was like, come to my class, do this. And I wouldn't have gone, I would have been just sitting on the couch to nothing. So thank you, everyone. How do you feel about New Year's I think they're. I think setting goals and trying to reach them, mm-hmm. I think, is great. Whether you do it once a year or you do it mm-hmm. several times a year, There's nothing wrong with that. Shauna, I agree. Um, I, yep, yep. I, <laughs> I well, because I don't. I I've learned throughout my life, especially because I, I now I don't drink anymore, and <clears throat> that's really a. Da- it has to be what I've learned is it's a daily decision. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big believer in making decisions because if when I make a resolution, I mean, th- I swear to God, there is nothing that will make me eat a box of chocolate more quickly than me making the resolution that I'll never eat chocolate again. Right. I just start to obsess about that chocolate. Oh. Like I, I was like, okay, I need to cut down on my coffee for New Year's. And I think I drank five cups of it today. <sighs> I don't think that's cutting down. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need to make decisions. <laughs> yeah. So I have to make decisions. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dave good. from Dubuque. Thanks, uh, John from Lebanon. Okay, but this one is from John from Lebanon. Oh, okay. okay. Dear Ankh and Shauna, love your show. I bet it is so much fun putting it together. I do wonder <laughs> one thing. Do you get butterflies or stage fright uh, before the show? How do you deal with it? John from Lebanon, Connecticut. 
Oh, okay. Uh, before the the, I used to get really nervous actually when we started doing the podcast. We didn't know what we were doing. Now I have a little grasp on what we're doing, so I'm comfortable doing it. But it's always exciting and nerve wracking to have a new guest on because you never know how they're going to be. We had a great guest today, so I'm excited about that. Um, as far as shows, I always get nervous for shows. I I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like I feel <laughs> like I'm always going to pass out right before I go on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how I feel. Um, I, I like to get nervous and I feel like if I don't get nervous, something's off. Like, I feel like if I'm, because I think what I tend to do is sort of shut down and flatline. So if I'm, it's almost like the nerves, it's like I overheat or something. Like I just go into like nothingness. No, like it's like a car when it, it gets overheated and then it won't work for a little while. Um, I, I get that, like, if I don't, if I don't have a little bit of nerves, then I'm, I'm probably in that place where I've gotten so nervous that it's just gone over the edge and I'm sort of like, like no energy. So I feel like I, I can't be too nervous because when I'm super, super nervous, I can't follow uh, like on stage, like I'll just start talking. All, all of a sudden, I'm talking about pickles, and I'm like, "Oh my god, why am I talking about pickles?" Like I'm just like going off on a complete tangent, you know. So, yeah. so I really like I just, and it's never funny. And then you know, I feel like as performers, we're supposed to be the ones, and you as a lecturer, you're supposed to be one, the one driving the boat, you know, driving the car. And if all of a sudden we're like, "Wow, I don't have my hands on the wheel. Where's the wheel? I need a sandwich." People are like, "What is happening here?" Sort of like with what I'm talking about right now. Yeah. So I do get nervous, and I like that I get nervous. And I, what I try to do is keep it balanced, like keep it so it's not doesn't get me too far ahead, or, or that, um, or that I can't um, still perform. It's a weird balance, really, because there has to be some nerves. I think what I've learned is that I have to try to focus. So I have to do a lot of like warming up and breathing and focusing on my breath and stuff, which is weird when you're around other performers, especially comedians that are all acting like they're so cool. And I'm like, I'm just going to go take a walk and do some breathing and woo-woo exercises around the block. What do you do? Do you do anything before you get on stage for your lectures, Dr. Steve? uh, It's a great question. From the guru. I don't know who sent this in. uh, John from Lebanon. John. Uh, You know, it's funny. With nervousness, one of the things I I try to do, again, this is all attempts and we all fail, but I sit down and whether it's, you know, this actually goes back to when I was in college taking tests or med school, is the day of whatever the performance is, whether it's a test, whether it's, you know, giving, you know, a routine or giving a lecture, whatever. At that point, right before you're going to do it, you have to sit and be honest with yourself. Have you done everything you can up to that point? If you've done it. Um, I don't like being honest with myself, but okay. That's a separate podcast. <laughs> yeah, totally. They're really gone girls. Yeah. Um, but seriously, like if you, you, you ask yourself, like if I've done everything I can and most of us do, yeah. then what happens next doesn't really, it's going to happen. Right. If you haven't, like, you know, for instance, if I was a test, you know, back in the day where I just didn't study for, I'd be really nervous because I didn't prepare for it. Mm. But if I knew I studied everything, I did everything I was supposed to, then at that point, there's nothing else I could have done. And then nervousness dissipates Mm. and then you can perform. So that, that has the luck. It works most of the times. Yes, I totally agree. And it, I, I, have you found that, I mean, you must, you, sometimes the amount of work it takes me to do one thing 
like I, I study with an acting teacher and I'll, he'll give me an assignment and sometimes I can memorize it literally in five minutes. Mm-hmm. And other times it'll be this short little thing that will Can't take me it. four hours yeah. to memorize it's like it. It's just one sentence that, so the amount of time it takes me to work on a project is always different, Yeah. which is, you know, which is, I guess, where the honest with yourself part comes in. I like, always feel you know, like... Like, I have to get, it's like right before I get on stage, I'm just like, I prepare. Let's say I'm doing five minutes, right? Like, I'll go over it over and over and over. And, like, I can't really have a conversation. I can't be present with anybody else until I'm after state, after I get off the stage. Because I'm, like, doing everything to hold it all in my head mm-hmm. before I release it. Because once I release it, it's gone. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, okay, great. Well, that's all of our questions, and um, thank you. That was our first mailbag. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, John and from Lebanon and Dave us, from Dubuque. You can email us at thegonegirls at gmail.com. Send questions. We'll answer them. Yeah. And um, do you have anything you want to plug on social yeah. media? No. Your Twitter? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> your next lecture? Do you have no. a YouTube channel with all your lectures on? I'm on Twitter. No, I do not. <laughs> I'm not that interesting. No yes, yes, you are. <laughs> I bet you are. Lena? Lena? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you. I had a wonderful time here. Uh, you guys are great, and uh, I'm just very excited to be part of this. Oh, thanks, Dr. Steve. We're thanks, have Dr. You back. Steve. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Gone Girls Podcast. We interview the people we like and try to get to the bottom of life. The Gone Girls Podcast. The Gone Girls Podcast Show.